Hello, welcome to Ermia Matters. This is number 27. This is Jenny Whittington, Ermia's Executive Director. And again, I am pleased to have two board members with me again today. In this election year, we decided we would concentrate our podcast on getting to know our board members. Now, one of my uh, newly reelected board members, Julie Groves, has already been on the podcast. But Julie, briefly introduce yourself, please. Thanks, Jenny. I'm Julie Groves, and I'm the Director of Risk Services at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Awesome to have you back with us. And then our other reelected board member is Craig McAllister from University of Miami. And Craig, it's uh, great to have you here. Will you just introduce yourself and give a little bit of history about how you got involved in higher education risk management and then Ermia as well? Welcome. Welcome, Jenny, and thank you. So I'm Craig McAllister. I'm the Executive Director of Risk Management for the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida. I've been involved with Ermia for almost 20 years. When I started in higher ed risk management, spent time on the listserv that was rudimentary at the time, but it had a lot of good information and started attending sessions and speaking and everything went from there. Wow, that's great. So when I first started with Ermia, um, one of your predecessors at your former institution was my was an Ermia president. I believe he was on the board, Alan Boba, when I first came to Ermia. So will you speak to your time at, at Cornell a little bit? Sure. Uh, I worked with Alan for 10 years at Cornell University. Alan Bova, who is the uh, former president of Ermia and former director of risk management at Cornell University, I succeeded him as the director at Cornell and really owe everything I learned from risk management uh, to really him giving me the opportunities to participate in Ermia and to present and write papers and just everything that goes along with that. It's really having that guidance it was so helpful. Yeah, I, Alan is one of my favorite presidents that I've worked for and with. And he was just such a such an optimist. He had such a nice sense of humor. And I hope that Alan might be listening to us. He has shown up at a couple Ermia conferences since he retired. But Craig, it's great to have you. And I know you've spent some time on Ermia committees and we've worked together on professional development. Can you speak to your Ermia involvement over the years? Sure. So you said I you know, started with speaking at sessions, which allowed me to learn a topic in much more depth if I was going to present to my peers and being able to be uh, have the knowledge for that and really to help formalize what my understanding would be of certain topics. With that, it allowed me to really see that professional development and the opportunity to provide professional development to our Ermia peers was really our, one of our core areas. And so I've I've really helped uh, me to see that we want to move forward with Ermia to be that premier higher education risk management association, specifically around professional development and being able to provide those those sessions and other documents that we use. Yeah, thanks, Craig, for that. I know, Julie, when you were on the podcast, that was previous to our wonderful regional conference that we held in Raleigh, one of the last in-person events that Ermia had before this crazy pandemic. But you've been involved with the professional development from a number of, number of events and things. Will you speak to your involvement in that way? 
Sure. I've been able to attend a number of in-person events, and I think that's always really helpful to get to know the other members of Ermia to build a network. I, I am the only uh, person in risk management at Wake Forest, so it's good to have an extended family uh, to help me when I have questions or need to bounce ideas off of people. So I've chaired a couple of regional conferences and have been very active in coming to as many uh, in-person things as I can. So I'm, I've really want to salute the Ermia home office and our uh, chairs of our recently uh, concluded first ever digital virtual conference. And uh, I thought it went very well. And it was great that we could continue to keep up these relationships, even though we can't actually meet in person. So uh, kudos to Kathy and Kim and all the folks who helped with that conference. I thought it went really well. I'm so happy you brought that up because I was going to ask each one of you about your feelings about the virtual conference. I, I think the entire staff is on cloud nine still. Just We've gotten a lot of pos positive feedback from people and some helpful comments to even improve the future. But I know I was surprised, and I probably have said this already, that I was surprised at the connection I felt with people being virtual. I think we've all attended a webinar or two, and it's pretty easy to multitask and not be engaged. But I really felt there was a connection at that one. How about you, Craig? What did you? How did you feel about the virtual conference? I, I think it showed the adaptability of risk managers being able to pivot as we did on this. So really, said giving the kudos to the team to be able to do that and to put on such a great, great conference. The ability to interact with people, whether it's in the chat rooms or, or some of the side conversations in the networking, was valuable because we do all miss that in-person experience and just seeing our colleagues to catch up randomly. And, and we didn't get the full amount of that, but it was still a, a good way to move forward in, in this time. Thanks. The logic to have you guys both on the podcast today was really to talk about your second term in on the board of directors for Ermia. So I know I, you both have accomplished some things during your first term, but I'd like you to speak about your goals for the second term. And let's, I know we're, we are gonna do some updates to the, to the strategic plan and have those discussions in the in coming weeks and probably in the fourth quarter. But Julie, are there, do you have any initial thoughts on in this new reality we find ourselves in that, that we didn't really have in mind when we published the last update to the strategic plan in June of last year, I was actually looking at the document this morning because we're having a board meeting on Wednesday. And we, we've made significant progress in the things that we, we laid out to do. But what are your thoughts about your term? I think that if I think back to three years ago, when I started my uh, first term on the board, one of the things that was consistently an, a point that we wanted to pursue was to have things such as podcasts. And three years ago, that seemed very daunting. And But I will say that as I have 
continued to work with my teeny weeny little part of that. I think Michelle and you, Jenny, and the folks at the home office have done most of the work on that. But that's something that was really neat to see that actually come to fruition. This long, these long discussions about should we have podcasts and now we're having them. I think they're, they've been an excellent addition for the membership. And so I think looking forward to the next term, because of COVID, I think that how we work and how we learn are probably going to be different going forward. And so I think I just, as I said, I applaud Ermia for the virtual conference and the other virtual things you all have been able to do since we've been all scattered to the four winds during COVID. Um, And I hope that we will have more opportunities to look at what kinds of content we can deliver to our membership uh, virtually and how we can continue to really use these excellent podcasts to get information out to our members. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. Thanks, Julie. That's great. And I know, Craig, I was reflect. I was looking at your candidate statement this morning, and I know you referenced some of Ermia's publications, like the core competencies and the risk inventory And I know I've really, we met, we created this Ermia journey image that we we shared with the new members at the virtual session. And it was, it's been really helpful for me. I I did an orientation a couple of weeks ago with, with a group of new members. But Craig, when you think about your second term, do you think about using any of those documents or exploring any of those? Do you have any thoughts on that? I would like to, you know, piggyback on what what we said before. It's just that we we have to work at these new channels, whether it's the podcasts, our virtual library, whether it's online conferences, podcasts, uh, webinars, to bring to really the information that we have, because it's that's the I think the hardest part is the dissemination of all the great information that all our colleagues have. How do we get it together in a coherent fashion? which allows us to share it and for people to have it on demand. When somebody's looking, they don't need to reinvent the wheel because somebody else has you know, looked at whatever the, the risk of the day is. And being able to share that with our peers and using, whether it's the resource guide, it's the core competency, it's linking that to our libraries. I really see Ermia move forward in that way. So it's easy for people to find materials and then apply them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, connect the dots. I know one of the initiatives we've been working on is really embedding the core competencies into everything in our library. And we've made some steady progress on that. In the virtual conference, we did have each session tagged by the core competency. But I'd like to see that even come to like the next level over the next year or so. So it's so you can see that framework and that roadmap at a glance. And I've really been, every member I feel like spoken to recently, I've been pushing both the core competencies and the risk inventory because I think they're just such great tools. And I I feel like our members are all, you guys are all in different places. And I think that's typical, but I think some members have some additional time on their hands where other members are completely (laughs) taxed. So I think it's, it's a good time to reflect on some of that, the benefits that Ermia offers and to take a pass at maybe something you don't know much about. Julie, when you look at those documents in the journey that she just held up for me, thank you for having that nearby. Are there any resources that you really take advantage of in Ermia that you want to share with podcast listeners? I think the resource that I use 
a lot is the listserv and the questions that people um, submit to the listserv. And as I said, I am my office of one at Wake Forest, although we do have a shared risk philosophy. So there are a number of different departments that ultimately work on risk. But I will say that I have talked about the list, the Ermia listserv and at work and people will call me and say, hey, I have a question about X, Y, and Z. Can you check that listserv that you're a member of to see if they have any information on that? Or can you post a question to that listserv to see if if you can get some answers on that? So it's known at my university to be a great a great tool for getting uh, information and getting feedback from other areas. So I, I really have appreciated that. That's great. Since day one, when I got to Ermia in 2005, I was impressed with the the then listserv and now the Ermia network that the great questions that are asked and then just the amount of responses that we get. And I, I know this year is unusual in, in every possible sense, but the Ermian network has remained consistent and we try to make sure that every post does get a reply. And then there's always ask Lou, if you can't find something in the community, have you ever reached out to Lou, Julie? I don't think so, but I, that's not to say that I won't do it in the future. So I'm, I'm always trying to find things for to send to Lou. So sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about you, Craig? Um, the same kind of question to you. Are there any resources among that list that, that you have found yourself using yourself or recommending to others? The Ermia network is very important to me. And the main reason and way I use it is to look for emerging trends. I figure if other institutions are having that problem, we may have that soon. And just really is a good touch base to make sure as questions are coming up that we have that addressed at our institution. But they said, certainly looking for the emerging risks and COVID was a great example of that, of areas that people had concerns and they were reaching out to their Ermia peers it was good for everybody else to, to make sure that they'd had those concerns addressed as well. Yeah, very true. I was just thinking that I wanted to, to ask you just a tiny bit about your favorite session at the virtual conference. Now, I know I posted this question to the community and I got a lot of responses, but I wondered uh, about you personally, Julie, what was your favorite session at the conference? I really appreciated the Seton Hall, uh, the 20 years after the dorm fire. It was just very inspiring to um, see those two gentlemen talk about the experience they'd had as students at Seton Hall and what they've done since then. And it really makes you think very seriously about dorm safety at your own university. Thankfully, Wake Forest, all of our residence halls are sprinklered, so we don't have that sort of unfortunate situation that happened back at Seton Hall. But I I really was very, I thought that was very inspiring. And then of course, if I have to pick the session that I did, I would say that was my session with Matt Tuttle and Marge Lennon, where we talked about the crazy requests we've had from our schools. That was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, those were both pretty popular in the responses I got, especially the one that you did with Matt and Marge. For all the listeners out there, all of our virtual conference recordings will be in the Ermia Library after about November 1st. So everyone will have the chance to be a part of the or listen to those recordings. How about you, Craig? Were there were there any favorites that you had? I had three. The Seton Hall fire was certainly that was the 
the most emotionally grabbing on this. That that's something that that I've used in my career. As we say, don't waste a tragedy. That really to push to make sure that institutions have a sprinkler over every bed, really, so you don't have a repeat of that. I found that the CEO talk from the major brokers was very helpful, just to to get a you know sense of what their concerns are and see how that fits within our operations and and what we're doing there. And then also a, a quick shout out to the session that I briefly participated in, but I'm really excited about the white paper we're working on for protection of research and the prelude that our session that we did with that. I'm looking forward to that document. I think it, it really goes towards the resources that Ermia can provide and having the, the tools that people need to really evaluate and understand where their risks are related to research. Once that comes out, will be a, a really positive document. That's great. I hadn't heard about that white paper yet. That's excellent to hear. I'm happy to hear about that. So I, as, as new, newly elected board members, you guys have a three-year term now. So if you can think of one word for what you'd like to accomplish in the next three years, does a word pop into your head, Julie? One, one word. Or like a thought. Let's leave it at that. Can it be three words? Okay. <laughs> Adapt for change. Nice. I think this last year has really taught us that very unpredictable things can happen. Who would ever have predicted this situation we all find ourselves in right now? And to Craig's earlier point, I think the virtual conference showed that we can do a nice job of pivoting and adapting. And so I think we need to prepare for change as we move forward through the next three years, because we don't ever know what what the future will hold for us. Yeah, absolutely. I was as I was working on the board packet for this week's board meeting, I usually have an important dates calendar that I keep for the board, I keep it for myself. And usually by this time in the year, I would have honestly updated that document at least 50 times. (laughs) In this year, where, where things are so uncertain, and we don't have the same kind of travel that we may have anticipated. I think we all have to be adept at change. So that that is great. How about you, Craig? Any closing comments for the last bit? I was going to use the word adaptable. So thank you, Julie. I would say flexible or flexibility, which, which goes with that. But I'd also pivot to say engagement. I think it's really important for our members to all be contributors. Everybody has a unique perspective that we can use. And that different perspective, I think, will be very helpful for everyone to look at risk with many eyes, many perspectives. And I love that. I've always thought of as risk managers as really creative problem solvers. You have to think outside of the box. You have to find ways to say yes in a safe way. You have to create allies. You really have to be a creative problem solver. Well, guys, um, it's been great to have you part of Ermia Matters today. Thank you for making time in your day to join me. And um, I'll look forward to working with you on the board for the next three years. And hopefully we will continue to share great resources with our members. So thanks very much. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah, thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Julie and Craig. This is going to be a wrap of Ermia Matters today. Thank you. 
The Ermia Matters podcast is brought to you by the University Risk Management and Insurance Association. You can find and subscribe to the podcast on any podcast app. And while you're there, we'd appreciate if you'd give us a five-star review. And be sure to visit www.ermia.org. That's www.urmia.org to check out our wealth of online resources. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.